to Tickle Me. I'm your host, Julia Newcorn, and Tickle Me is a podcast about how media and entertainment influence our self-expression and the ways we think about the world around us. So cool. So cool. That's my Australia accent. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's been a while for me just because I took a week off by accident and then the next two weeks that haven't happened yet, but for you, listener, they have happened. They were uh, a project with Noah Torito. So by the way, if you haven't listened to those two episodes yet, go ahead and listen to those next. I thought they were really interesting and it was so fun to work with Noah and make some content together about content we both really enjoy. So fun. But now it's just me. The day I'm recording this, if you're if you're wondering what day it is, it's January 14th, 2021. Oh, it's a Thursday. And I'm just chilling, man. Like, it's break right now. And I'm back in New York. So I'm like, in my own space, I haven't gotten tested yet for COVID since returning because it's only been a few days. So I'm honestly just chilling here, not going to work yet, not really seeing anyone except for Kaylin and McKenna, the two people I'm living with right now. And some of my best friends, <laughs> shout out to you guys. So <laughs> like I'm just so relaxed and it's so nice and I'm just doing just doing my thing. So I'm ready now, I think, to get back into podcasting. I mean, I've always been into it. Oh, and one more, one more big announcement here is that I'm actually using a new microphone. So I I bought it and I used it actually in the last two episodes with Noah. So but this is the first time you're hearing it just with me. I think it sounds different, but to an untrained ear, it doesn't sound that different. But if you're curious about what microphone I'm using, I'm using the Samson Q2U microphone. It's pretty cheap and it's a good like beginner microphone because it comes with lots of different options of cords and whatever. I won't bore you, but if you're curious, like contact me and ask me about it because I think a lot of people are afraid to make their own podcast or make their own music or something in the audio realm, but it's really not that hard and you don't need equipment like this. Like I'm almost a year into this podcast and I used my phone for most of it, which worked great. Um, I even got compliments on my audio quality, but at a certain point, I have run into situations in which I have needed to use this microphone. So I'm really excited about it. It was one of my many Christmas gifts to myself. I've been spending some money lately and I'll, I'll definitely, that has a lot to do actually with today's topic. Yeah, super stoked about this microphone. Super stoked about the last two episodes I did with Noah and I'm ready. I want to talk about self-care. I want to just read the de definition of self-care to you because we all have a different... Oh, shit. Self-care definition. Thank you. We all have a different um, definition of the word self-care, the idea of self-care. And I just want to read the... I don't want to say standardized definition, but just the one that comes up when I search self-care definition because it will help give us like a starting point just when we are talking about self-care. So it's a noun <laughs> and it's the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, 
Also, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Now, this is dicey. It's got so many different nuances to it, so many different interpretations. And I think especially in the past five to ten years, I've been like a teenager and a young adult. So I've witnessed firsthand my peers and myself and the people who I look up to online and, and also like my parents and stuff. Uh, and my sister all talk about there are forms of self-care and how they're doing stuff like how their actions of self-care reflect their like I don't know insecurities or self-perceptions or like quote-unquote problems whatever I want to talk about like why we do this why we why we are so obsessed with the idea of self-care. In my opinion, it could be any of these things that I'm about to list off here. It could be finding like the purest form of our bodies or minds. Uh, it could be us chasing beauty ideals. It could be like self-care is the road to like unlocking your best self, happiest self, prettiest self, whatever best self means. Like, yes, all of those are correct. And I think that some of the things we do that fall under the category of self-care are things we want to do and then some of them are things we need to do. I have a lot of things that I do that I think fall under the category of self-care. And I used to think that I didn't do anything. As I've gotten older and like really reflected on the ways I'm taking care of my body, I definitely do practice self-care regularly, daily, in fact. So things we need to do are like hygienic things, like brushing your teeth, showering, moisturizing, uh, uh, clipping your fingernails, eating and sleeping. Even though some of that stuff sounds second nature, like you don't even need to think about it. I think a lot of people overthink a lot of that stuff, especially if you are like depressed or something or anxious, then those basic hygienic self-care practices become so hard to perform. Personally, I sometimes every day struggle with doing those things out of laziness and because of other things. Wait, first I just want to tell you about things I categorize under things we want that fall under the, the umbrella of self-care. So, uh, you know, doing face masks, certain steps in like skincare routines, like skincare falls under, I think, both umbrellas of things we need and things we want. Um, painting your nails getting like eyelash extensions or like putting on makeup or something. A lot of stuff that costs money that isn't necessary to live. You know what I mean? So those are things we want and fall under self-care. Or like treating yourself to a nice meal, you know? Now, let me tell you what my feelings are about this. Well, this whole this whole episode is me telling you my feelings about this, but whatever. As the new year happened, I was forced <laughs> to reevaluate some of my Wait, that's such a lie. Okay, never mind. I was gonna like connect self-care to the new year, but that's such a lie because I I think about it all the time. So brushing my teeth. Now this is about to get gross, okay? I have a lot of trouble committing to brushing my teeth at night because I'm just tired. I just wanna go to bed, whatever. So a lot of the times I skip brushing my teeth at night and to make up for it. I mean, obviously, I always brush my teeth like immediately once I wake up. And then a lot of times I brush my teeth in the afternoon. So I try and get that two times a day in. But often I, I only get one time a day. And my dentist says my teeth are great. So 
don't even come for me. I just have good teeth genes, which is really nice. Also, putting on like pajamas, sleeping clothes before going to bed. Last night, I fell asleep in the shirt I wore that day with a Calvin Klein bra underneath that shirt. Like I slept in that. Why? I could have been wearing no bra and also something warmer (laughs) because it's quite cold at night in my room. It's like those small things really, I found that when I do them, brushing my teeth and putting on pajamas and moisturizing at night and washing my face at night. I feel so good after. I feel so cozy. I feel so ready to go to sleep. I don't feel crusty at all. Um, I know that I'm I'm investing in my health in the future, my like skin health and my dental hygiene and stuff. But for some reason, it's so hard for me to do that. And I don't know why. I think we have only a certain amount of like slots that we can fill with self-care practices you know some people you see them they have like a a seven step skincare routine and they cut their fingernails or whatever I don't cut my fingernails that's another thing I don't do they just break so why would I cut them (laughs) but they do that they like moisturize their body every day which is another thing that I really have a hard time doing even though my skin is dry as fuck and I should probably moisturize. Um, people like take vitamins, whatever. What am I talking about? Oh yeah, so like people can do all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that they're like really good at taking care of themselves because they can be lacking in another area of self-care. Like maybe this person you know like has a seven-step skincare routine, but they only get four hours of sleep every night. That's not good, right? Like, we can all agree four hours hours of sleep is not enough sleep. Like, let's say your favorite YouTuber, like, talks about self-care and they show you all of the steps they do to, like, beautify, to moisturize, whatever. But what they're not telling you is that they're not getting any sleep. To you, it looks like they're the epitome of self-care. They're, they're living their best life, but they're not. That's kind of a slippery slope with self-care because... I think especially on social media, like uh, both YouTube and Instagram, Twitter, anywhere, anywhere where people can share their personal experiences, honestly, um, it's really easy to believe that their whole life is what you see on their profile or whatever, which is a common thing for people to talk about, I think. Like social media, you is not the real you. But it really like gets to someone, it gets to me every time where I look at their profile and I think wow like they're really living a great life but they don't show like their anxiety attacks or their lack of sleep whatever like I just said I think that this is a really big issue because people see the prettiest faces of someone they see the best angles like they see a beautiful person right and the viewer the consumer is like dang this person has their shit together They must do so much self-care. I need to do that now. So then the consumer goes and they buy an expensive moisturizer. (laughs) I don't know. Or they go buy some face masks and they partake in self-care as like steps become as beautiful as the people that they see and look up to. And they use self-care as a way as a means to an end I guess like as a way to comply with like beauty standards and whatever and like to fit in and 
a lot of that can overlap with the other the other reason why you would uh, partake in self-care, which is to feel better and to invest in your future self. Um, those things definitely overlap. But I think it's kind of slippery. It's kind of really slippery, especially with social media, to to become involved with this or to like do something and then say to yourself, this is self-care because most of self-care is just consumerism, you know, and it's sort of fake. Do you really need to be drinking celery juice every day? You hate it. Why would you drink it? You know, <sighs> whatever. I also think that a lot of people, when they're trying to achieve their best selves, they they add a lot of stuff into their lives. Like that's kind of what I was talking about earlier where we only have a certain amount of self-care slots and people love to add more shit onto the shit that they already have to do. Let's say this person's like, I want to become more healthy. So I'm going to start when I wake up, I'm going to drink a glass of lemon water and they add that and that becomes that fills up one of your self-care slots. It's adding extra things and that can become really stressful, really time consuming. Like sometimes your body just can't take that many liquids. <laughs> like, you know, like if I woke up every morning, drank a glass of water, drank like two to three cups of coffee and drank lemon water, where would I be? Peeing way more than I already do. And I already pee so much. Like it's, it's really hard with self-care because when people are promoting certain types of self-care, you think that you need to add a lot of stuff onto your life to make it better. But in reality, sometimes you need to subtract things from your life to make it better. What's something that I sub I subtract from my life? Like alcohol. I don't drink alcohol as much as I used to. And that's an act of self-care because alcohol makes me feel bad. So if I don't drink it, then I feel better. Another thing that I have removed from my life is... Like maybe someone's like, my stomach hurts a lot, so I'm going to stop eating dairy as much. So then they take out dairy. That's a form of self-care, whatever. Yeah, opening up your life to new possibilities, but also making your life a little bit more simple. Where am I going to go from here? Boop, boop, boop. I, I have that problem a lot where I add a lot of stuff into my life that I want to do. Like I'll just tell you the things that I've added recently to my life that take up a lot more time. <laughs> stretching after I run moisturizing my body especially in the shower what I do actually what I do is like I keep like a jar of coconut oil in the shower and I put it on my legs and moisturize my legs and as I'm moisturizing them like especially my calves I like massage my calves and I find that as a way to help relax my muscles after I run and stuff um, but also moisturize that's a good two-in-one tip right there yeah, moisturizing. Um, another thing I've been doing is trying to, and this goes along with stretching, but like trying to do activities where I'm focusing a lot on breathing, not necessarily meditation, but maybe maybe activities that invite meditative practices like qigong, something that I did last night with my roommates. I think that's how you say it. In that, you're just kind of standing and slowly moving your body and you're focusing on your breathing and you're focusing on moving your body in a very specific pattern repetitively. And it's kind of all about patience. But anyways, so I'm adding all these things into my life. And it takes up a lot of time. And I, it's hard because I feel like I'm already doing so much. Like I said, I shower six days a week. I run 
that's a huge one. Exercise is a huge form of self-care that most people have trouble like incorporating into their daily routines. And I think I've successfully incorporated it, but at the loss of a lot of other things like stretching afterwards. I know a lot of people who don't exercise, but they have an incredible skincare routine and um, their skin is always like wonderful. I don't know. It's like weird, right? Like different, different cocktails of self-care work for different people. It's all about, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it's all about finding the right balance, filling up your self-care slots <laughs> with things that work together. Like I run, but I also, when I, if I run, then I'm going to need to stretch. That's a two-in-one package. So that takes up two slots. And I'm okay with that because I value those things and I think that they really benefit me. I don't know. To some other people, that might be a deal breaker. Who knows? But it's all about knowing like what works for you. And it's all about forcing yourself to do hygienic things because sometimes you have to do them. When I turned 18, I went to the doctor and she was like, you're 18 now. So um, you ha- your family has a history of what's it called? Like a calcium deficiency, bone density problems, whatever. Osteoporosis, I believe that's what it's called. And so you're going to need to start taking multivi- multivitamins so that you get vitamin D um, at a young age. And like that can that's a really good proactive way to like mitigate your future bone density issues or to completely get rid of any possibility that you might have don- bone density issues in the future. Because if you, you know, take really good care of yourself now, then your future self will be better in some sort of way. And she also was like, you need to start wearing sunscreen every day because like, you know, your skin is quite pale and can get lots of sun damage very easily. So those things I started doing every day. So it's it's like some self-care is like stuff you don't enjoy. I mean, obviously, I've been kind of saying that this whole time, but it's for you. It's for your body. And that stuff, the sun, the sunscreen and the bone density, especially the bone density stuff, in my opinion, that's not stuff I'm doing in order to reach like some sort of beauty standard or anything. That's something I'm doing because I just know that like I want to be like kind of comfortable when I'm older. <laughs> like I don't want to have creaky joints or something, even though I already kind of have creaky joints, but that's fine. See, I'm working. I'm working on that because I'm stretching more. There you go. It's really easy to think that you're doing something self-care for your own happiness and then get a little overboard and end up putting too much money or time towards those things. I'll give you an example. I have been kind of rearranging my room or redecorating my room more. For example, we have all these old magazines from 1995. So I made a collage wall um, on one of the sections of my room. And I also bought a rug that is on its way, hopefully. I'm like trying to get more plants and stuff and just spruce up my room, make it more cozy because I'm not really the kind of person who's into interior decorating. Like I'm really good at like just being like, well, I'm only going to be living here for like one year or something. So I don't need to decorate because I'm just going to be leaving or like that's that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend money on that kind of stuff because it's really it doesn't have any like life saving meaning. I have a lot of trouble spending money on things that will improve my way way of living, but are not necessary. I even run into that problem when I'm buying groceries. Like, you know, I, I used to only buy the very bare minimum of what I needed, the cheapest of the cheap 
food that I didn't even necessarily enjoy eating, but it was healthy and it was cheap. So I bought it. But I realized like half of eating, well, all of eating should be eating stuff that tastes good and that makes you happy. So I can spend a few extra dollars. And here's like, I'm not like really struggling financially either. Like I have a job and my parents are there if I need them. There's really no reason for me also to be super skimpy on food, especially. So I'm still skimpy, but I'm less skimpy. So I finally let myself redecorate my room. And I said, like I just said, I bought all this stuff. And I didn't spend that much money on anything except for the rug. And that was like a really hard thing for me. Even buying this microphone that I'm speaking into right now is really hard for me. It's hard because like I bought the rug because I think that it will make the atmosphere in my room better which will make me happier because I've definitely struggled with that this year. Like just especially with pandemic stuff, just feeling really like hopeless or whatever and also feeling really anxious. So I want to make an environment in which I can feel less anxious and sad. And I think that having a rug in my room will really help with that and make it look less bare because it looks really bare right now. But I have to be careful because then, you know what I did yesterday I bought a fucking $14 plus tax small bag of dried lavender. What the fuck? It's kind of just sitting in a jar on my my windowsill now. Um, I shouldn't have bought that. That was a lot of money. So it's really easy. It's a really, really slippery slope to to buy things in the name of self-care. Because I was like, this lavender, it's cute. It smells good. Lavender is a relaxing scent. You know what? I'm sitting two feet away. No. I'm sitting three and a half feet away from that lavender and I can't smell a damn thing. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Why did I do that? Yeah, I guess it's just, it's hard, man. It's hard, especially because we're all constantly being advertised to, a a few weeks ago, I bought vitamins because a YouTuber was promoting the vitamins and was like, you can get 10% off. It's a month's worth of vitamins for $27. That is not a lot of vitamins. So I'm living with that consequence. See, it's really easy to just buy shit. I mean, like I said in my um, New Year's episode, it's all about balance. It's like life is all about trying to find the perfect balance, the perfect cocktail of activities, foods, moisturizers, whatever, that make you feel at your best, that make you feel healthy, that but also make you feel happy and like not stressed out about being healthy and happy. Yeah, so self-care is just another thing to be balanced. You need to brush your teeth. You need to moisturize your body and you need to stretch after you work out or else you'll get injured and you might never be able to work out again. That's at me. I just I find it really interesting that we're so obsessed with self-care and I really do think it's because of beauty standards that we're so and consumerism that we're so obsessed with it. But a lot of YouTubers most pop like lifestyle YouTubers most popular content is routines and self-care and skincare like how I do my skincare whatever all like self-care related things so I I I just think that's really interesting as someone who enjoys like media analysis um just seeing like what we as a society value so highly and why and how that reflects in the content that we make and what we watch like look at me here I'm talking about self-care in my own media How is that going to influence the way you think about the world around you and perceive yourself? (laughs) That's probably going to change it a little bit. It's going to make you kind of ponder a bit. But I really do recommend (laughs) 
I really do recommend doing um, Qigong because I really breathed last night. <laughs> I breathed a lot. So I hope you have a great day. I hope you take a few deep breaths. Go on a walk, brush your teeth, and clip your fingernails. And I will catch you next week. Peace out. Peace out.